Don't only think about what you're doing and the impact that you can have within that little box, but see the connections, see the interrelationships between all those things and, and see the possibilities of your own impact, I think. So I would challenge young people on that aspect. Hello and welcome to Travel Beyond, where we partner with leading destinations to explore the greatest challenges facing communities and the planet, surfacing their most inspiring solutions. I'm David Archer, Editorial Manager at Destination Think, and I'm recording from the coastal village of Dajingids, British Columbia, in Haida Gwaii, the territory of the Haida Nation. Today on the podcast, we're launching a series called European Travel Leaders. So we're taking a short hiatus from the Netherlands season, which is going on right now. And over the next few months, sprinkled in between our typical episodes from around the world, we'll bring forward the most valuable lessons we learned from a conference called The Elephant in the Room. And that was an event held by City DNA or City Destinations Alliance earlier this year in Sofia, Bulgaria. My colleague Rodney Payne, Destination Thinks CEO, gave a keynote presentation at that event, and he also had the chance to speak one-on-one with representatives from several destinations across Europe, and we're going to share the first of those conversations today. So to kick this series off, we'll hear from a guest who is always inspiring to the Destination Think team, who told Rodney about the meaningful work she's been doing at the Travel Foundation and previously as the Director of Marketing at Visit Flanders in Belgium, and that guest is Elke Dentz who traveled to Sofia from Brussels, where she shared some advice for other leaders looking to make bold steps toward regenerative travel solutions. Could you tell me your name and where you work and where you've worked? I'm Elke Dens and I work three days a week for the Travel Foundation. It's, a, it's an NGO in tourism. And then the other two days I work for myself as a freelancer but I like to spend that time on the things that I really like to do and that I believe in. And you, like me, have spent your career in destination marketing. Where did you work before and what have you done? I've worked like 16 years for the National Tourism Board Visit Flanders in Belgium and it was a wonderful job. I always said I had the best job in the world because I could represent the country I live in and you can do that with a lot of passion and belief and so I was a marketing director in this organization and we went through a lot of changes so that kept me going for a while but I left there I think two years ago now. And you're being very humble you were the marketer of the year in Belgium and have always done brilliant work and one of the things that is etched in my mind is when I watched the Travel to Tomorrow video Can you tell me where that came from? Yeah, that was a milestone also for me because that was the moment, I think it was 2016, when there was a lot of over-tourism in Europe and we were going to make a new strategy. And we said, okay, so actually we are doing very well. Like on a marketing aspect, if you measure success by the number of people and visitors that we achieved, it was brilliant. So what can you do more? And then we started questioning well, maybe we should redefine then success in tourism and maybe we should not only look at the number of visitors but also at 
the community and how they feel about tourism and how tourism is improving their lives. So we started to broaden up the ecosystem, if you, if you want to look at it like that. And the movie was just visualization of this process, the process of asking questions on how we can do better without just looking at growth. And what impact did that have on your organization and executive team when you asked those questions and started reflecting on it? What did you learn? It changed completely because we used to have a leadership role being a national tourism board and now we said we don't know. So our stakeholders were not used to that <laughs> approach and also from a way of working, subsidies, marketing even, when you listen to local communities, it means that you're listening and that you're not directing and you're not creating a, let's say, a big campaign where everybody fits in, but you really flip it all around, basically. And when did you start to scrape away at the iceberg and start to think about tourism's environmental impact? Well, I think it started with the over-tourism because we were worried about one particular city, Bruges, a medieval city which has a lot of visitors compared to the number of residents. And so we're starting to worry about it and, and involving them in the tourism planning and they focus attention on those costs side of tourism and it's not only sentiment it's also through cost and then of course we have read the invisible burden study of the travel foundation already then and we thought we need to make a true accounting of tourism and not only look at the profit side or the benefit side but also take into account the burdens can you tell me about some of the things that you account for and what you heard from the residents of Bruges? You know, what were their priorities and how did you start to change strategy and help Bruges to think about its future? Well, the first thing that we noticed is that a lot of people work in tourism in Bruges and so they see the importance of tourism so they are quite moderate in their perception compared to residents who have nothing to do with tourism then it's more negative if you want so we had a good base there but they did worry about parking space or at some places overcrowding that they couldn't pass through or couldn't get out of their house in some periods and some places and we keep on monitoring that every two years we, we do the same study and you see that there's an evolution also in it so by just addressing those problems they are also somehow on the radar to being solved or to being looked after. But the good thing is that you just keep track of it and try to improve. The world's facing a lot of big challenges and we have a big transition to go through very, very quickly, including tourism. What are some of the things that give you hope and optimism? So I read a lot and I get a lot of hope from what I read from other sectors and just transferring that to the tourism industry, I see the possibilities there. So that gives me hope and it's a lot of people who actually push the, the limits or push the boundaries. It's people like you also know Kate Redworth who just thinks differently about economy 
So you see that there are alternatives. Yeah, that gives me hope, I think. Just the idea of having alternatives, people who, who reach those other scenarios possible in a broad scale, not only tourism, but it's how you organize society, it's how you organize economy, democracy, all those things seem to be like moving. But that's good, I think. When things are moving, then that gives hope already. You've done a lot of really good work at the European Travel Commission at Flanders and now in your work that you're doing. For other people who may just be starting their journey of understanding the invisible burden of tourism and trying to find the balance that you talk about, what advice do you have for them? Well, I think I would immediately ask them to think very broadly, to think like we use the word holistic, but you know what I mean? Like don't only think about what you're doing and the impact that you can have within that little box, but see the connections, see the interrelationships between all those things and, and see the possibilities of your own impact, I think. So I would challenge young people on that aspect. It's really nice to see you again. Thanks for taking a moment to sit down and talk. Yeah, it's a pleasure. This has been Travel Beyond, presented by Destination Think. And you just heard from Elke Dents, Global Programs Director at the Travel Foundation. We'll include links to more resources on the blog for this episode at destinationthink.com. This episode has been produced and has theme music composed by me, David Archer. My co-producer is Sarah Raymond Dubois. Lindsay Payne and Annika Rautiola provided production support. We would like to thank CityDNA for their support of this podcast. You can help more people find the show by subscribing to future episodes and by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. See you next time.